Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. And we're back with another riveting episode of Slow Burn. Oh, well. Oh, my God. <laughs> no one would ever okay. confuse us with that. Thank you, though. We are going into politics. Guys, Britney Spears is back. And urban. And urban. As always. Uh, her urban-inspired Vegas residency, Domination, drops in February at the MGM, which is literally like two blocks from where she was before. It's she also, was best there. By the way, her comeback, it, it was hard to believe in this comeback because she abandoned her own comeback, the announcement. She's like, I'm <laughs> so, here for three minutes and then have to go to where in Vegas? No guess. Okay, did did y'all watch the live stream? The I live did. Stream, not, no. The live stream was, so she announced that she was going to make an announcement on Ellen. And then. Wait, she had a live stream to announce. No, first she announced, she, first she made an announcement that there was going to be an announcement. And then the live stream happened, and I guess during Ellen, fans are outside of the Park MGM in Vegas. Her music is playing. Mario Lopez is there. He just materialized. Nobody invited Introducing them. Britney. Uh, although he introduced her and then had to introduce her again Wait, because is- she didn't come out. And then music played. She rose from the stage, waved at her fans. And then walk to her car. This is on Ellen or the live stream? The, the live stream. The, the live stream was like Ellen's YouTube channel. Ellen, she had oh. no reason to be there other than to announce something would occur eventually. Another okay. announcement. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I, good for Brittany. I don't, I, <laughs> I feel like that's all I have to say about her for the last five or six years. Just good for her. My feeling about her is always the same, which is shrug, I'm rooting for her. Yeah, it's. <laughs> it doesn't really go beyond I don't, that. I don't. I wish she had just called it hip-hop inspired because, hello, if you've been to an urban environment recently, it is overrun with white people and no longer <laughs> means what you think it means anymore. But other than it's that. It's going to be cold brew inspired. Right, exactly. Um, hemp Sus- milk. Suspenders. <laughs> um. <laughs> Sierra has figured out her lane. Like this shit yeah. where the song is just like catchy and then she just dances like a maniac. Has like a heart attack on stage. Yeah. Is like that's what she should have always been doing. Right. We didn't come for the singing. No. no. But she's she's a better dancer than everyone right. oh, yeah. she would be competing with. I always say no one dances faster. Yes. But she just I'm like, this is you figured you've hacked it, Sierra. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm I'm proud of her too. I am. I uh, I hope that she just like she should go on a tour. She should dance. Sounds like Le- a lot of work. I know. I Dancing th- I like that like, for like two hours. I know. I, I feel like she gets up in the morning and a step up movie falls out of her. <laughs> well, if Justin Timberlake can go on tour. Okay. I saw people posting videos from his concert or He's Jamboree right now? last night in New York. And I was a little disgusted by the people who uploaded those Instagrams. I'm not going to mention any names, but how you dare really you? took a hard Justin Timberlake turn. Because, <laughs> like, I don't, I mean, he was, like, annoying at the Super Bowl, but I don't have the animosity I am that you do. I am disgusted. Man of the Woods was hilarious. A lot of it's performative. Yes. I still listen you to Rock Your Body. 
I still listen to Rocky Avati. Okay. And Love, Sex, Magic with uh, Sierra. What are we talking about? Let's go. Yeah. Let's start the show. <laughs> <laughs> Later up, there will be an interview with me and Karamo Brown from Netflix's Queer Eye. Girl, we get into it. I know we hate talking about the NFL and the white people who run it, but it's back in the news again. Uh, <laughs> the Super Bowl seems like it is a year-round topic I know. at this point. Uh, but according to Rolling Stone, both Rihanna and Pink turned down offers to perform in the February halftime show, and so Maroon 5 was basically the NFL's last choice. <laughs> <laughs> also, well, I have to say, yeah. a, a Rihanna halftime show would have been amazing. Also, a Pink halftime but show would have been amazing. I'm a, I feel bad, but they could did the they right thing. Could they fit all those carousels and like <laughs> things she'd be hanging from? Big the, tops. the important part is that they turned it down in solidarity with Colin Kaepernick. Yes. Which is a good thing. So, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The most important no. part of that no. story. No, I'm, I'm excited that they turned it down because of that. Um, and less excited that Adam Levine was like, sure. Right. I mean, th- it's a funny thing because, one, the Super Bowl is going to be in Atlanta this year. Mm-hmm. So everyone was like, great, you have an opportunity to actually feature the plethora of artists from Atlanta, most of whom are black. Um, and instead they went with Maroon 5. But the other side of that is if you're a black artist, you probably don't want to perform at the Super Bowl because of how they've treated Colin Kaepernick and because of how they've handled all of these other issues. So it's sort of a... All that's left is the cast of Designing Women. That's right. (laughs) White Atlanta people. And uh, also, Cardi B said that she is not interested in performing in the Super Bowl either. And people... Because of Colin Kaepernick. Because of Colin. We should just assume that all these people are because of Colin Kaepernick. No, we should not necessarily assume that. It's important. It's just Well, the non-white people. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I I don't think Ludacris is turning it Mm. down just because, you know, he has a bar mitzvah that day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you think he's being offered it? <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah. Um, but Cardi B uh, turned it down because of the Colin Kaepernick thing. And, you know, a lot of people rumored that she would have been performing with Maroon 5 because their single, Girl Like You, has been number one for 13 fucking weeks. It is disturbing. Really? I mean, I say this in support weeks. of her. It is the... Chainsmokers song. It's the, it's the biggest hit of the decade. What?! <laughs> By the way, Maroon 5 has a number of singles like that where it's just the number one for forever, hundreds of millions of views, and there's just no reason why. It just is. Uh-huh. Other than people like them. Well, that'll be the halftime Is show, she the only one in that video, or are there other No, women? I actually have seen the video. There's a bunch of women in it. Is it the white version of Drake's Nice For What? No, because it, it's... It, well, one, there were white women in Nice For What, for starters. And then also... Just Olivia Munn. No, and um, wasn't Emma Roberts or the Hermione, one of those girls. Oh, um, <laughs> doing spells. Yeah, one of the two of them. But it's like, it's a wider swath of ladies in the in the <laughs> girls. Like, you, you're not necessarily going to recognize everyone in it versus like, mm. in Nice for What, you will accept you didn't recognize Hermione. Yeah. Is that who's in it? Emma Watson? Or is it that Emma Roberts? That seems bizarre. One of them. One of them. Emma Thompson? Emma Bunton? <laughs> <laughs> Emma Lazarus, who wrote the poem Emma, on the Statue of Liberty? Emma Peel. Emma Peel. Oh, my favorite. <laughs> I love a cancer. Um, this is all to say that a lot of musicians don't want to be up in the Super Bowl halftime show. But not just musicians. <laughs> Comedian and actress 
and podcast rival. <laughs> podcast rival. That's right. No, you, you, her, you're, her, she's Salieri, you're Mozart. That's Our right. rival is the Daily. <laughs> That's right. Okay, and fine. Oprah. Not Amy Schumer. All right. But Amy Schumer took to Instagram to declare that she will not appear in any Super Bowl ads next year. And she called for Maroon 5 to drop out of what? the halftime show as well. I didn't see that part. <laughs> she, <laughs> um, she wrote, I wonder why more white players aren't kneeling. Once you witness the truly deep inequality and endless racism people of color face in our country, not to mention the police brutality and murders, why not kneel next to your brothers? Otherwise, how are you not complicit? (sighs) I think it would be good if Maroon 5 backed out of the Super Bowl like Rihanna did. I personally told my reps I wouldn't do any Super Bowl commercials this year. I know it must sound like a privileged-ass sacrifice, but it's all I got. Hitting the NFL with the advertisers is the only way to really hurt them. First of all, that's not all you got. You could donate a lot of money to Colin Kaepernick's organization or to the many organizations that are trying to fight police brutality, girl. Uh, Do do I think it's awesome, though, that she said brothers or brothers and sisters 50 times like she's Marvin Gaye? Yes. She said, said, stand up for your brothers and sisters of color. And the hottest thing a guy can do is get down on one knee. Not to propose, but to reject the treatment of his teammates by this country. That is the weirdest way to tie that up. You know what? I can tell that she wrote this shit herself. She shouldn't. Because, again, a good example of you should have stopped early. If she had stopped after I'm not taking any money, it would have been like, okay. But then she had to keep going. And you're just like, Get down on one knee, fellas. (laughs) Yeah. I think Maroon 5 should drop out of the Super Bowl. Would have been sufficient. Right. Is she telling us that Colin Kaepernick was turning her on by getting (laughs) on one knee? Imagine being like... I mean, it's just not what's on my well, mind when this is occurring. Daddy, th- kneel against police brutality. <laughs> the other thing is, she when it came out, I was like, you know what? Good for her. But it did feel like she was trying to step on Rihanna's moment. Because <laughs> Rihanna and Pink were getting the majority of the press for not performing. And she was like, me too. I'm not doing it either. Which, sure, but I just, I care less that you're not doing this than Rihanna and Pink. It is also, weird, though, that she's, like, the only prominent voice I've heard, though, be like, in Maroon 5, why are you doing this? Because it's weirdly a band where you don't expect them to have any political ideas or whatever. You know, if I think if it were a solo artist, it would have been a little bit more conspicuous. But anyway, Maroon right, 5, Maroon or Maroon 5, actually 7, <laughs> or whatever it is. Maroon, a bunch of white guys, and one very accomplished black performer. Yes, a Grammy nominee. Maybe winner on his own. Um, yeah, it's, it's weird because... If Rihanna had done the show, people would have been like, girl, what are you doing? But she would have never done the show, as we found out. But with Maroon 5, it's sort of just, okay. Like, no one's really upset. Well, you don't expect no one's really, much from No one's really Maroon thinking 5. of that. Yeah, no one expects much from them. Uh, they have inexplicable hits uh, that I love. Except for, girl, like, I, I don't like this song. I know, it doesn't um, do much for me either. But. Moves like Jagger, unfortunately, though. Did you, that did move me. Decided to go full throttle against Maroon 5. And it's also no shade. No shade. She appeared alongside Seth Rogen in a 2016 Bud Light commercial. Are we sure she was going to be in a commercial <laughs> next year? That's the yeah. <laughs> she wasn't in one last year. She hasn't, just unless she has something coming out. This is like, 
I'm turning down this offer that has not been made to me yet because people are not yet making their Super Bowl commercials yet. I also will not be appearing yeah. in a Super Bowl commercial, right. and I'm thrilled. I'm sure there. I mean, maybe it's a nice preemptive strike for next year when Super Bowl commercials start to roll around. Um, people are going to be like, oh, I'm also not doing one. Right, but that's the other thing where, like, the big deal about it being like Rihanna is Rihanna very conceivably could have been a Super Bowl performer if who's I don't want to be me if guys pick a, pick a girl if Rihanna Ora you're... had said <laughs> I'm not performing at the Super Bowl <laughs> the impact would not have been as strong because you know no one's asking her to do it and similarly with Pink where you were like oh you're both very famous people who probably could have had this gig if you I wanted love it. you picked Rita... the person you could be gently meanest to yes. like the number one <laughs> Rita Ora is a choice though because with her black magic, she could miraculously end up at the Super Bowl. <laughs> right. <laughs> People would be like, why are you here? But she's there performing a halftime show. Um, guys, you heard it here first. Keep It is not doing a live show at, at the, the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl halftime show. Uh, which, We're turning it down. Yeah. We're turning it down. It would have been really cute. I mean, I love people screaming when, you know, when you said Catherine Deneuve and they just go like crazy. So much fun. <laughs> How do we feel about Amy now? I mean, I don't know. She's. <laughs> I commend the effort. Yeah, I guess I mean, she used to be very messy, and it seems like she's still messy, but she's trying to not be messy. I mean, I think the real props here go to Rihanna and Pink. Yes, uh, Amy, sure. Yeah. Better, better than the alternative. There's room for everybody under Pink's big top. <laughs> it's a well, oh how very this is me. Um uh, uh uh I will always think Inside Amy Schumer was excellent. Uh her stand up I I have enjoyed some of the time. Uh the non-racist And I agree parts. she's less messy now than she was before. The Instagram post could have been a little shorter. That's where I stand on her. Every Instagram post could be shorter. Right. Just rule of thumb. If you're if you're getting into what could be a graph, right. it's too long. She was like She's like those hot guys on Instagram who, instead of just posting their photo of their abs and going, mm-hmm. they decide to post like three paragraphs about something. Yeah. Like, or like fortune cookie in- wisdom. Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, I was in this industry trying to blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I'm like, did I need this? Yeah. You don't need to post all the lyrics to Fast Car on your, like, <laughs> on your thirst picture. All your hard times. Uh, anyway, uh, it's nice that people are turning it down. Uh, I know that last year there was a little bit of criticism against Lady Gaga for performing, but I feel like this year, if anyone... Oh, that was two years ago. Justin Timberlake was this year. Oh, that's right. Well, he did it last year, and we were like, of course he did. Also, don't watch the Super Bowl anyway, guys. How about that? Right. Leave it at that. Nobody watched the Super Bowl. You won't have to watch Ruin 5. You'll send a message to the NFL. Don't watch the Super Bowl. End of story. Yeah, I concur there. It's it's super easy for me not to watch football, and I'm really we're happy gonna, with myself about it. We're not going to talk about it. All right. You heard it here first. We are not going to talk about the Super Bowl next year. Congrats to next year's players uh, three doors down, or whoever is going to fucking take yeah. it. And, and, unless something interesting happens, and we have to talk about it. Anyway, we'll be back talking about Louis C.K. Keep It is brought to you by Barefoot Dreams. Lewis? Yes? When you see footprints in the sand, that was when I carried you in my Barefoot Dreams robe. Now, is that a Leona Lewis song? 
<laughs> no? Uh, if you want to bring coziness into your life, you turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially now as the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite luxe home blanket. And while many have attempted to duplicate their blankets, robes, and more, Barefoot Dreams' fabrication and quality cannot be replicated, so don't believe the dupes. Girl, this blanket is it. I effing love this blanket. I'm thinking about it right now, and I want to jump in my bed, which is sponsored by something that we'll do another ad for momentarily. Get ready. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Jesus, get a life, Oprah. My God. (laughs) Dressing head to toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort as their collection of ultra-soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are made with premium materials. Their products make the perfect gifts, too. Uh, I throw this thing on. I wear it like a shawl. I look exactly like Ellen Burstyn. And I am the coziest a human being can be. Because, by the way, it's still that time in Los Angeles where it's, like, pretty mild outside, and then your apartment is cold. I can't explain it. I don't know things like basic science. For Keep It listeners, you can get 15% off your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code KEEPIT15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams' soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR and how I live my life every day. Oh, I'm glad to bear witness to it. <laughs> Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of a struggle. It sounds like you at Coachella. I'm already tuned in. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective, from Bobby Shmurda to The Wire Michelle Obama to reparations. There's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Doesn't the black experience sound like a three-disc Prince album we never got? Someone check the vault, please. (laughs) Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. I sort of thought that we were done hearing about Louis C.K., you know, when he wasn't busy creeping into comedy rooms to do unexpected sex. Popping up in cellars. But on Monday morning on Howard Stern's Sirius XM radio show. He's still around. I, yes. (laughs) That's a back catalog I don't know if you want to investigate. Like, talk about things that will be problematic now. I feel like, Every awful thing that we find out about Trump, it's like, oh, he said this on a Howard Stern right. interview <laughs> 10 years ago. During like, like a five-hour interview. Yeah, People, if you were on Howard Stern, I'm just going to say, 
find that episode and get <laughs> yeah. it deleted from the internet. There's no way you said something good or helpful on Howard <laughs> yeah. Um But Sarah Silverman was on it, and girl, she jumped out the window. <laughs> she said some comments about Louis C.K. and his masturbating in front of people without their consent. She said that he's done it to her before, only, plot twist, it was with her consent. She said, I don't know if I'm going to regret saying this. I've known Lewis forever. I'm not making excuses for him, so please don't take it that way. But we are peers. We are equals. When we were kids and he asked if he could masturbate in front of me, sometime I'd go, fuck yeah, I want to see that. It's not analogous to the other women that are there talking about what he did to them. He could offer me nothing. We were only just friends. So sometimes, yeah, I wanted to see it. It was amazing. Sometimes I would say, fucking no, gross, and we got pizza. I'm not saying everyone should embrace Lewis again. I believe he has remorse. I just want him to talk about it on stage. He's going to have to find his way or not find his way. I like that ending sentiment. <sighs> However, it's she said it herself. It's weird that this headline and story blew up because it's not analogous in any way to the other stories. Like, this is not... I don't care what he did consensually with his good friend, like... Thir- which 25 someone, years ago, you when, know. Which a comedian, she tweeted at Sarah saying exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Louis C.K. accuser Rebecca Corey said, to be clear, C.K. had nothing to offer me as I too was his equal on the set the day he decided to sexually harass me. He took away a day I worked years for and still has no remorse. He's a predator who victimized women for decades and lied about it. And Silverman apologized after that saying she... Mostly regret it that she weighed in on the topic at all. Right. Uh, I mean, historically, I think Sarah Silverman has been just among the Radder comics, period. I just think she's somebody who's like, you know what I've said? Dumb fucking things. I'll list them in order. Blackface. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I mean, rad to some. Yeah. I'm sure Megyn Kelly loved Sarah Silverman's right. blackface episode. Oh, God. Blackface saying that if MLK were alive, he would have voted for Bernie Sanders. Saying all kinds of dumb shit, frankly. She blocked me last election because for that. And then also when she tweeted last year that, or in 2016, you should go vote. It's your civil disobedience. You don't know what you're talking about, so stop talking about shit you know nothing about. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Voting is not civil disobedience. <laughs> go read Thoreau. Read a book. Again, everyone, problem solved by reading books. Sitters in the hand of an angry god, am I right? <laughs> it's only civil. <laughs> it's not disobedience. It's just like, let's get into the definitions of words here. Yeah. yeah. She, you know, th- the thing that's frustrating, because she is, re- like, the, and, and I think, who was a Jen Kirkman, pointed out that we we often are asking women to weigh in on these terrible men. And it's shitty because, like, he's making... Louis C.K. is, like, making Sarah Silverman look stupid, like, from afar, because she is going to be asked about him, because she is publicly friends with him. And, like, that friendship, that's the thing. These dudes, it's like a betrayal to these people that you care about, and you make the women in your life look dumb for one standing by you, and then, and then in his case in particular, not having any remorse. Because if he at least public remorse because if he had she could at least sit down when she's asked about him and say look at this thing he said look at what he's done he's trying to be better she doesn't even have anything to point to so when she sits down to talk about him it's just purely from well he didn't do it to me basically Mm. which is not helpful to anyone right and no one's asking aziz about this because he's still repped by dave becky who was louis ck's manager uh, we're not asking other prominent men in the comedy scene, like, what's going on with Louis C.K.? 
Uh, well, technically, we asked Jimmy Kimmel, and that turned into a mess. <laughs> um, but it is weird that people keep being like, women, right. what do you think about someone masturbating in front of you? Right. I think about this in, like, e- even cases that aren't journalistic. Like, recently on Watch What Happens Live, Lena Dunham was a guest. And, uh, okay, so Andy Cohen does this bit. I'm called, already interested. Yes, called Plead the Fifth, where he basically <laughs> asks somewhat uh, not intrusive questions, but difficult questions and basically challenges the guest to answer them. Well, he, he asked Lena Dunham a question that is, like, uh, provocative enough. He said, who's the most misogynist celebrity? And she sat there and thought about it, and she goes, Daniel Tosh. Now, here's the thing. That answer is qualified, but he would never ask that to a male guest. You would, because you know they would not have like a good enough answer. Whereas someone like Lena Dunham has been, you know, kind of forced to think about that, talks about that publicly and stuff. And it's just, even though it's a good question for her to answer, it's not something that everybody would have to answer, you know? It's like when Andy asked Nicki Minaj how many penises she'd seen and didn't ask Taylor Swift that question either. And Nicki said, Why are you asking me? I have had a man. For like a decade. She's had one boyfriend. And you roll up and he's like, how many are you saying, Nikki? Also, since it calls into question a lot of your judgment, if you think any aspect of Louis C.K. masturbating was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> amazing is Who a pretty yeah. specific word to apply to that situation. <laughs> that said. Well, also, by the way, Sarah Silverman's Fuck sister. Yeah, I want to see that. <laughs> Sarah Silverman's sister talked about how he like masturbated in front of her 20 times. So, which anyway, these are... All these like sound bites are getting conflated and like put juxtaposed against these other women's stories, which are horrifying. We're talking about criminal-ish behavior, which again is strange because Laura Silverman said it wasn't criminal, though it was disgusting. It's like, no, it is criminal. Oh, which so is yeah. asking period is weird. Yes. So yeah. even just going back to whether or not you said yes, even asking deserves a, a long discussion about why he felt the need to to even ask that. Well, it's weird because I had always assumed that this was some weird, um, like, dynamic that started happening when he was, you know, oh, with when other he was comedians famous, yeah. when he was famous. Yeah. This nigga been masturbating <laughs> since he was just, like, a kid right. running around the neighborhood. Right. Did his parents... I not know. ever walk in on him doing this to somebody and be like, stop. Yeah. It does seem like there's a larger psychological <laughs> issue there. <laughs> Origin story. since the jump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lil' Kim's La Bella Mafia. <laughs> also, women, you don't have to answer questions when these people I ask think that's these things. the takeaway and I think like you can just say like I think that the best so far has been Robin Wright where she's sort of just like I don't know him I hope he figures it out and he's not in killed, myself and then she killed Kevin Spacey. and then she killed Kevin Spacey. <laughs> shoved him in front of a bus but the <laughs> but you don't actually and I think that there is something too like if you're at an inner you're sitting at an interview and you are asked that question and you do recognize it to be sort of a double standard just say it right then be like when it who is Howard Stern who is the last male comedian you asked that question to mm-hmm. and and leave it at that because that because then you're challenging these idiots to fucking be better at all and you're pointing out the fact that there is a double standard and that it isn't fair that you're asked these questions. I wonder if he's masturbated in front of some men. That's I do question, not wonder right? that. I uh, need to uh, just get away a... from that. Do they just do they just kick back, you know, put on space balls and just whip it out? Uh, you're saying there there might be more people who know about this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a little circle jerk situation. Well, we don't know because they don't ask any of the dudes. I want to uncover this. I want to get to... The bottom of it. Okay. All right? Sure. 
Thank I am, you. I am Jerk Brenda off Star. Detective. Yeah, Brenda yeah. Star. Okay. Star reporter. <laughs> Law, Law and Order. Who's jacking off? When we're back, Elle Magazine. What are you doing? When it comes to scents, you should pick ones that smell like, well, you. Target gets it, which is why they offer a range of personal care products with fragrances for everyone. Be true to floral you with Dove Peony and Rose Body Wash. Live your fresh life with Degree Ultra Clear Deodorant. Express your decadent side with Love Beauty and Planet Coconut Shampoo. This spring, choose care that brings you joy beyond labels. Pick up new favorites at a Target near you or online at Target.com. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they, they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's OMRI certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow. The midterms are less than two weeks away, and everyone is pulling out all the stops to get people registered and to get to the polls. John Lovett is popping out of people's fridges. Uh, <laughs> Still dressed like Sinbad at Uniqlo. <laughs> uh, Favreau, I'm sure, is you know yelling at people from his car. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are all devoted to getting people to vote. However, Elle Magazine... Maybe should have stopped with their attempt. On Twitter last week, they ran a fake story with the headline, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are splitting up, and the link to it was just a page encouraging people to register to vote. <laughs> a lot of people were not happy with that, because first of <laughs> It was dumb. It was dumb. It was real dumb. Elle, you are kind of a news organization. You can't just make things up and then say, well, it was for a good cause. No, the good cause you do is journalism. So making up news is a bad thing. Yeah, it is weird to not put any a warning or any sort of clue that this is that this satire. Is, yeah, yeah, at all. Like really trying to pass it off as like one of their stories is bizarre. Also. I know. I, I think I saw people that were like, you know, they clicked on it and they weren't registered to vote and they registered. So it is one of those things where you're like, I guess if it got some people to vote, but I wonder how many people clicked on that and were like, fuck you, L. Now yeah, I'm right. in like, now I'm not going to vote or like now I'm not going to, I'm not going to read any more coverage of this shit because I'm also doing things I like was that. only going to vote because L magazine tricked me <laughs> with, with a fake story <laughs> right. of Kanye and Kim. Also, they stole that fucking tweet. Oh, no. That was all over Twitter before that. The first person who did that was trans activist Ashley Marie Preston. She just had this random tweet that was like, 
oh, you're not going to hear about, like, something about, like, Kim and Kanye splitting up or something. And it was a link to that. And she is not a journalistic organization. Yes. So that makes she more was sense. just doing a yes. joke. Right. And then it became sort of a meme that people started doing oh, on Twitter. Oh, and then Twitter. they just passed it off as, and oh, then, totally. And then Elle did one themselves, stealing the original one from Ashley. That's stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it wasn't even an original thing that they did. No, it was clearly something they saw other people do and get a lot of positive feedback for, so they thought it was benign enough to do. Yes. And I think also, and, and like if you're a comedian, if you're a performer and you're doing something like this and whatever and you're entertaining, but like, especially if you're a publication, like voting, you, should, you shouldn't be tricking people into voting. People should be voting because it's important to do and yeah. because they're American citizens who care about their country. Like making it this thing where it's like, ooh, you see, you cared about Kim, but now you're going to vote is just like not the way to move forward really and is not the way our democracy should be functioning. Like you should just be honest with people. Like you should vote because it's important, not because you clicked on a link that ended up somewhere else. And as you said, like, there are probably people who clicked on it and then, like, I don't know, registered and then now want to save us all. Okay, fine. There's still something to me about the angle of, like, ooh, juicy news about pop culture. Ooh, tricked you, dumbass. Now you're on a voting right. page. It's like, this is like shaming people who are kind of into pop culture. And it's just, guys, we're, we already, like, I think en- enough people feel shame for, like, being into celebrities. And I don't think there's anything wrong about being into celebrities. So it's just not a cute angle to me. Also, if you're L Magazine... You should know something about the intersection right. of pop culture and politics. Aren't you, L? Yes. Like, it is that assumption, though, that, yeah, that people who are into celebrity gossip and news aren't voting when I have heard that there are, for example, Pod Save America listeners who don't vote. So, really, everyone needs to be looking at themselves and your hobbies and what you're interested in and what you turn to for entertainment is not a judgment call on how smart you are or how engaged you are with politics. And I think... I've never encountered a person IRL who's like I can engage with about pop culture who specifically like I'm not going to vote. But I do meet people who should be very smart who have like asinine reasons why they don't want to vote in the election. Right. Anyway, I was also annoyed because this turned into a hot news story for conservative outlets that were like Elle magazine is spreading fake news. Uh, well, they kind of are. I know. Well, and then they like they. I got written up um, for dragging it in the Washington Examiner. Um, oh, and they, used, they always get they, it right. They were like Ira <laughs> Madison the Third and Roxanne Gay decrying magazines like Elle and Teen Vogue, which are killing women's media. So this is what you did, Elle. Wow. Look what you made me do. Be be touted by the Washington Examiner. And like the Daily Caller tweeted that it was dumb and Kanye responded to them with like either them or Breitbart with I agree. It's just that thing, though, where generally news organizations and and all publications like need to take a better look that right now shit is crazy. Like we things are crazy and you are contributing to to all of these conversations and you're just contributing in your sources of information and so taking a second and being like how are we helping how are we hurting what are we going to do about this shit there's you know are we going to run a story about Ivanka that is not like a glowing fucking slobber fest because she's being covered that way 
other places. Like just because we're a women's magazine or whatever, we're a fashion magazine, doesn't mean that we can't participate in this climate in a useful way. So it's just like there was also just no fucking thought that went into it, which yeah. is also irritating. It was a self-congratulatory joke done for retweets. And that's for the rest of Twitter. Don't do that, magazines. Just tell people to vote. Yeah. That seems to work fine, too. Right. November 6th. So make sure you and your friends are registered and visit votesaveamerica.com for all the resources and information that you actually need. <laughs> Vote Save America's got your back. Check it out. Up next, an interview with Queer Eyes, Karamo Brown. And we're back. I'm sitting here with Karamo Brown from Netflix's Queer Eye. He is their resident culture expert. And we're going to get into a conversation about politics, his past on the real world, and more. Karamo, hey. you are the culture expert on Queer Eye. Mm -hmm. So what's popping in the culture right now? <laughs> like, what's a thing that you would imbue on most people? See, my, my title of culture is very misleading. Okay. I'm actually the mental health expert on the show that fixes the hearts and minds, but... Okay. Yeah. But well, that's a long title. It is, yeah. So. Well, we came up a little <laughs> bit earlier in our little um, mini group session mm -hmm. of um, I would be the heart expert. Okay. Yeah. Get yeah. them to change that. They're not. But if you petition it, maybe, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, in the culture right now, what do people need to focus on? Let's focus on, like, figuring out how to get Kanye West back on his meds. That'd be good. Uh, I would love that. I don't know who that is. <laughs> don't know who Are you're you talking about. Are you part of about. cancel culture? Don't know who you're talking you about. You can't be part of cancel culture. I do not subscribe to cancel culture. You do not. I do not. Uh-uh. The whole, Cause what happens the whole someone... meaning of keep it is canceling people. What happens if someone cancels you? Um, I've almost been canceled before. By the right. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I probably deserved it. If someone canceled me, I would I'd just go to Europe <laughs> and, and chill. Yeah, just hang I'd out. I'd be fine. Cancel me, please. No, I don't want uh, that to happen. <laughs> okay. Heart expert. Yeah, heart uh, expert. But you want to reach out to Kanye then. You want you want someone to reach out to Kanye. Yeah, I want I want his physician to encourage him to get back on his medication, which he has openly admitted that he is off. And I want him to find support through therapy consistently because I don't think he's ever dealt with the trauma or of paying for the surgery that ultimately ended his mother's life. Mm -hmm. And I think that that plays into stardom and everything else and I, I'm not trying to diagnose I don't know the man but I think there we should be rallying around him instead of canceling him okay. <laughs> All right. it, this is literally the same reason why I ended up in the White House earlier this year because I'm like I, I, I can't cancel Trump and Pence I might not have voted for them but I must go in there and try to advocate and try to change some hearts and minds in hopes that things can change oh see I was going to talk about that later well, we, we get into, right into it into jump it. into it jump into it so you don't want to cancel Pence Miss Pence who's out here campaigning with Mark Harris mm. who thinks that homosexuality should still be illegal mm. 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 she is out there stealing Harriet Samson Harris's haircut <laughs> And putting evil on it. But you don't want to cancel You're so her. You're so shady. You're so shady. You're so shady. 
it's it, I want to educate her. I don't want to cancel her. Mm-hmm. I want to educate her and open her mind and open her heart up. I truly believe that's where it goes. Because the thing is, if we say cancel, she's just going to find a group of people who also feel canceled or rejected and say, let's band together and vote someone else in office who also believes these this nonsense. Well, that's how the X-Men were formed. <laughs> Completely. This yeah. is how the X-Men were formed. Seriously. Yeah. And I'm not defending Karen Pence or Mike Pence or the Trumps at all. But what I do think is important is us, instead of focusing on that one fact of saying, there had to be other external issues that were going on. And now that we've seen what has happened there, how can we make sure that we don't repeat that behavior? How can I work with other people who have different views than me so that they can encourage their elected officials to say this is not okay behavior? So if we were in a position where the Reagans were in office, um, we have Trumps in office and Pence in office that are even worse, I reach out to those Republicans and say, this is what's happening. So the next time you vote, I need you to understand how that vote is affecting me and affecting my family and affecting our country. And hopefully you'll make a decision in that booth to vote for someone who's going to support us all. But sometimes you got to throw a brick at Stonewall. <laughs> you do. Truth be told. Truth be I told. I like throwing bricks. Truth be told. You like throwing and shade. Clearly. Yes. Shade and bricks. But that's, but see, just like we have, um, you know, people on both ends of the spectrum, I think you need both you and I. I mean, this is a conversation that my castmate and I have, Jonathan Van Ness, have all the time. Jonathan is very vocal. He's very vocal, but he's vocal on the opposite end. He's mm-hmm. like, cancel all of them. I don't he see you. He does not you. have time for talk. Kanye. He doesn't want to talk to any of them. He doesn't want to speak to them. And I'm like, where does that get us? Now you're here and I'm here and none of us are talking. Have you ever lived in a household where someone is not talking to you? Well, my father didn't talk to me because he abandoned me. How did that make I'm you feel? <laughs> okay, uh, I was gonna say uh, it, it happened. So no, I, I get it when people aren't communicating. And how does that make? How does that feel? It's it's the worst. Yes, and, but you at least these are still people who are your family. You love them. You know. Yeah. It's not someone who would. But hear me out with you this. as the the little match girl. Hear me out with this. Though I did not vote for President Trump, mm-hmm. I do need him succeed at this point. Mm-hmm. And I need well, us well, to succeed. But by him in twenty twenty. Hold on. Here we go. Hold on. Hear me out. I do believe that we have to vote him out in 2020. And I do believe the elections coming up on November 6th are very important that people need to get out and vote. But until the day that we are in a space that we're going to be voting Trump out of office right now, I need him to succeed. He is Mm -hmm. still the president of our country. And I do not agree with majority of what he does. And I don't believe that um, he stands for my values and doesn't, mimic my attitude and my ideals but i do believe that if we can use get enough people to influence him that there could be a way that he could succeed for all of us because until he's out of office he's still making decisions on your behalf so we can fight against him all we want and pretend like he's not in office he's not my president but then the day he is and so do we want to make him work and work for us or do we want to pretend he's not there and let him keep making foolish decisions I will say anybody, anybody, <laughs> anybody, or am I just that? Just like, come on. I, I this is certainly a kumbaya ish feeling. It's not really that and, kumbaya ish. No, it's really okay. realistic. I do want. I do want to ask though. What happens then, if he fails? What happens if he fails? I feel like he's already failed. Thank you. So what many is times? What is happening? Many times. You feel it. We're watching children be in cages. We're watching all of these direct effects of him failing. And so as a country, instead of saying, 
look, he failed. And look, we knew this was going to happen. Oh, my gosh, he's horrible. How do we get to a space where we work together so that he can succeed and succeed for all of us? And I think it starts with influencing those who we think are different than us. I was at a governor's debate in Illinois recently, in Quincy, Illinois, and it was 95 percent Republican in there. And the majority of them were between the ages of 55 and 75 and white. And here I am, 37-year-old black gay guy. Did y'all play bingo? Oh, we did not. We did not. <laughs> I, actually, I actually watched them boo majority of that debate. I mean, <sighs> boo every time education was brought up. Boo every time healthcare was brought up. Boo every time something that I value was brought up. They don't care up. about healthcare. They're about to die. So here we go. So the person I was with said the same thing you said. They don't care about it. So why do I need to talk to them? And I spent the hour after the debate walking around to each of those people and helping them to understand why it's important that they care. Putting a human face on these issues that you know, policies are just throwing out to make us feel like we have to either be left or right. So voters, yes, I agree talking to people who can vote. Yes. Trump, Pence, Far but gone. Voters, voters, voters canvassing door to door. That. that is how you voters influence, influence the elections senators in and the elections. Future. And we got to get in there. And even my even my interaction with Karen Pence's chief of staff was for me to go in there and say she has an ear to Karen. Karen has an ear to Mike. Do I believe one conversation is going to change things dramatically? But maybe I can seep into your subconscious. So the next time you make a decision, maybe like some change. Yeah. Freddy Krueger was a bad bitch, baby. Listen, if, okay. I, could, if, if I could be Freddy Krueger, okay. I would do it. Yeah, thank Listen, you. Trump wouldn't be in office then. Because you would haunt uh, his dreams? More than that, but let's not get into <laughs> that. I want to talk, you seem less militant now than your early reality show days. Because mm -hmm. I have always wanted to talk to you yes. about the fact that you were so mad on The Real World yeah. about Shavonda making out with a white man. See, it's so... Misconception! I'm so glad! And now let's you have a white fiancé. I do have a white fiancé. But let's be clear. I wasn't mad at Shavonda dating a white man. Okay. I was upset that Shavonda had a boyfriend who she was prancing around and was sleeping with another man. So my morality and my issue was, if you want to break up with him, give the man a chance to go about his business, but don't cheat on him. But see, the thing was, is that viewers... You did also say that she wasn't as connected to black culture as you were. Which she wasn't. Okay. And that wasn't a... Uh, that wasn't a diss. Knock on her for dating yeah, a white man. Yeah, it wasn't knock on her. But the way that we start associating those things is, oh, you said she's not connected to black culture, and then she's you, you're upset because she's sleeping with a white guy. No. I'm saying you're not connected to black culture, and let me try to expose you. And let me. I'm also saying stop cheating. Go ahead and let him go and then, like, sleep with the man you want to sleep with. And okay. that was a misconception. Okay. And so the thing was, and the reason it was a misconception, which is why you see the man you stand in front of me, is because I didn't know how to articulate myself and mm -hmm. I also was an empathetic listener. So everything was coming out with anger, 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 anger. So now I'm at a space where I don't need to communicate through anger. I can communicate through love and understanding. And then my thoughts come out more clear. And people now are like, Oh, so you really wasn't that angry back then. You just didn't know how to articulate yourself. That's all okay. it was. See? Okay. Gotcha. Other topic. I love it. Other Keep topic. Going. Keep going. On the red carpet in February. Yes. Your t-shirt. Yes. With nigger, nigga, crossed out, neither, neither, neither there. Yes, 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 yes. So what's up with that, neither? So... <laughs> 
I I personally yeah. listen. We use nigga on this show okay. freely. Kara and I do. Okay. I don't. I didn't grow up, you know, with that being a word that you know I don't use. Yeah. You know, and I understand, you know, that some black people don't feel comfortable with mm-hmm. it. But I also feel like a statement like that is a bit sliding into respectability politics for me. Mm-hmm. But I just always wanted to ask you about that shirt. I would love, um, you know, you and me are going to be friends for the rest of our life. <laughs> so, um, no, no, I'm being real. Um, so I wore that shirt. First of all, I don't subscribe to that word. Um, and the reason I don't subscribe to that word is because I spend a lot of time with people who are of older generations than me. Mm-hmm. And so I understand the pain that that word used. There was a time that I casually threw that word around, mm-hmm. especially when I was in high school. Um, I would say even my freshman year from of college. Again? I'm from Houston, Texas. And then okay. when my parents got divorced, I moved to Parkland, Florida, where the shooting just happened. Yeah. And um, I'm from Milwaukee. My family uses that word. My yeah. mom does. My grandmother does. He- yeah. So hear me out. It's, I've it's, never had a problem with older people yeah. in the black community. This is, it's different. Yeah. So, and this is one of the things with that word. But so the, and it, those people who are older that I've interacted with, that word causes deep pain. And though I grew up in hip hop culture where that word was thrown around very easily, as I started to really learn what that word was, and then I started to see people outside of our race, mm-hmm. outside of the African-American race, start to use that word, it did start to bother me. Now, the reason I've had that shirt That's for, a their problem, though. It, that's a their problem? That's a white people problem, though. I mean, white, that, I that's I, a me problem. I don't feel I feel like black people being able to use the word and white people wanting to use the word are two different issues. Uh, That's just white people wanting to do whatever they want to do, like they have since Columbus slinked over here. I, I disagree with you 100%. Okay. I disagree with you. And if someone was to call me the F word as a gay man, it would upset me. And so when I also hear um, straight people say that, calling each other that as something that they think is fun or using gay as a derogatory term, that's me and my culture making it seem as if this was acceptable behavior. You teach people how to treat you. That is one mm-hmm. thing we do know to be true. And so when I see white Americans who use that word nonchalantly, who are not using it in a malicious way, and that's also a thing. We can't pick and choose when, like, this person can use it and then this person we want to get upset. That I think, sounds the I think wrong we, I think we can. There's parts of white privilege that I can never use. Uh, There's parts of white culture that I can't use. There's now, parts of Jewish going, culture I don't you're going use. To, you're going to privilege versus a word. I don't think that using a derogatory term gives us privilege. And now I'll get back to that t-shirt. I don't think it gives me privilege, but I think but I, think I have the privilege it, but, to use it. But that's the same thing. You're saying that it gave you some privilege. And I don't think that... I think that you're free to use anything you want to use, but you also should understand that there's repercussions and there's people that that word still does hurt. Now, the reason I wore that shirt then, because I've had that shirt for a very long time, was because I was- It was vintage. A vintage shirt. It was vintage. (laughs) Vintage, honey. That that event was the premiere of Unsolved. Biggie and Tupac. Biggie and Tupac. And I thought that it was very clear with an all African-American audience, which that was what was in attendance. Almost 99% was African-American. And also with the fact that these two artists were sort of the catalyst, in a sense, of making that word popular and in, in making it part of pop culture. It was used by Biggie. It was used by the whole Bad Boy camp. It was used by Death Row. It was used by Tupac. And so I thought, what better way 
to express the fact. Lorraine Hansberry, August Wilson, Susan Laurie Parks is used by playwrights on Broadway. I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it's not, but I'm also saying, see, what you're trying to do is you're trying to take away the fact of how I feel. No, I know you feel that way. My feeling for that and the reason I wore that shirt is to say I actually don't believe or subscribe in this shirt. And so I am neither this nor that. Mm -hmm. So please understand that as we're going through this event, don't think that as you greet me, that those are appropriate way to greet me. And I will be very clear, and you know this, there are certain settings, especially in where it's fully African-American, where we feel very comfortable with each other, and someone will walk up to you and say, what's up, my N-word? Nigga, yeah, I'll say it to I, people. Yeah, and I don't like that greeting for me. Okay. You know, I'd prefer someone So to then say, I wouldn't greet you with that. And so that shirt was clearly letting them know my feelings on that. But somehow, because we're looking for... We're looking for somehow respectability, politics, we're looking for all of this, that it somehow doesn't become just my statement of saying this is who I am and what I'm comfortable with. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that I brought shirts for everyone else to wear. I wore the shirt for myself <laughs> and just said this is who I am. Okay. I'm perfectly fine with people who don't want to use that word. Yeah. Uh, I'm perfectly fine with people. So then why do you have an issue with me wearing the shirt? I had an issue with you wearing the shirt because it was on a red carpet. It was in Getty Images. It got so- put online, and that then ascribes of you sending a message out that you don't like the word. And I get that that was personally yeah. just for you. Yeah. But also just know that when it when it becomes so a public image as, as a public as a public figure, okay. you wearing that shirt means that that's what you ascribe to, and that's how people will take so it. Did you when, feel when Kanye wears a MAGA hat, yeah. we know that for him that means "Make America Great Again." I love Trump, uh-huh. and obviously he would probably want to proselytize that to other people. Okay. You wearing that shirt to me. And other people, we took it as this is your opinion, and you also, you know, wish that us other black folks would stop using that word. Yeah, and what's not wrong just with for that? you. You want us to stop using it in general. Mm-hmm. But I love that word. Yeah, I find the word beautiful. I find it powerful. I read it in playwrights who have won Pulitzers, who have won MacArthur Genius Grants, yes. who have won. Oscars. I use it in my home. Would you felt okay? And would you have felt okay if President Barack Obama would have said that during a speech? He did. You show me that speech. <laughs> Barack Obama has Let, said the word "nigga." Show me the receipts. And it's in his book. Show me the receipts. It's in my book as well. Just because I've written the world is not something that I'm using to greet or to define someone else. So if you, but Barack walked, didn't have a problem with that word. Where he's, he's, you've heard Barack Obama say that it's he did in not, it's in his book, and he said I don't have a problem with people calling me those words. All right, because now you're now again. Let me call up Barack Obama <laughs> right now. <laughs> Let me get John Favreau in here to okay. call Barack Obama real, real quick, for me. Real quick, um, I will verify that, okay. and I will get back to you. Okay, but I do not think that Barack Obama, who has written that book multiple times written that word multiple times in his book, and it's from the south side of Chicago, has a problem with black people using that word amongst themselves. Obviously, he's not galling, you know, other politicians that word, but... You like to pick and choose. That's all I'm I'm hearing. I'm not picking and choose. I don't use it, it, you know... But if you love the word, you feel so empowered by it, why don't you just use it all the time? Because somewhere in your subconscious, you know that is not right. 
Somewhere in your subconscious, there's it's not, lurking there's to not know. E you don't use every word all the time. But you use it as a greeting, so why don't you greet everyone the same? So I greet everyone the same. Hey, friends, how you doing? I, I love never, you. No, I never so said I use it as everyone? a greeting. Well, how else are you using it? I use it when we were talking as about- As an adjective, a verb, what are you, what are you We were talking it? about Alec Baldwin on the podcast the other day saying that black people love him. And I was like, this nigga ain't met a black person that loves him. Okay, so instead of using his formal name, you're using it as a noun to describe this person. Yeah, he's wild. <laughs> See, now you're also adding a lot of definitions of this word. There are so many definitions, just like there are many definitions, you know. It's like that Bernie Mac sketch where he said that bitch can mean a bunch of whole other different things. <laughs> I think what the beauty of or this is. Or it might have been fucked. It might have been Monique who said bitch. Yeah. Either way, I will both of them. I will tell you this, though. And what I do appreciate about you is who you are, your confidence, and your ability to be yourself authentically, and I respect that 100%. I would never, ever judge you as a black man for being who you are and living your truth. And I think that's the clear lesson of this, is that especially in communities of colors or communities where people feel marginalized, that somehow we feel like we all have to be on the same page and it's okay if we're not. It's okay if I have my viewpoint, it's okay if you have your viewpoint, because at the end of the day, when I walk in this world, I feel attacked, you feel attacked, and we are still fighting the same battles. And at the end of the day, no matter what you actually refer to me as we're fighting that battle, I'm gonna still have your back and you're gonna have mine. And I think that's key. I agree. And that's all I'm gonna say about that. Well, thank you, my neither, for coming on. No, this. no, I, got more. <laughs> I like that, my neither. I want more with you. No, no, is the time done already? No, no. By the way, you're talking about all this white stuff. You got a lot of white people on your phone right there. Who is that? It's the cast of Dynasty. Just saying. Just um, that saying. is Diane Carroll it right is Diane. there. Her line of this caviar is burnt or the no, champagne is burnt. It's burnt. It's burnt. I love that. The champagne was obviously frozen in the <laughs> bottle at some point. <laughs> when we're back, keep it. We're here at our favorite segment of the episode. As usual, it's Keep It. I just want to say you never ask me what my favorite segment is. You just assume my favorite <laughs> segment is Keep It. Well, what's your favorite segment this week? Oh, okay. that's It's Keep It. All right. You were right. <laughs> what is your Keep It? Um, mine is Petty. Get ready. Uh, two different Facebook comments I always see still and have for years. One is by... Uh, uh, straight people commenting on gay people's Facebook walls when they make a gay Facebook status. They say, wait, you're gay? Okay, I already know you interpret half the fucking things I say as just gay noise. So your stupid joke like, I didn't know you were gay. You, don't, you never brought it up before is dumb. And by the way, it is all over the place. Every gay person on Facebook, on Instagram gets comments from people being like, wait, I didn't know you're gay. And that was like, that's like their big funny is it a Johnny joke? Carson joke. Yes, uh, sarcasm. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, that's, it's not funny. Yes, get over it. Yes, don't comment on it. My other thing is, when gay people who, uh, shall we say, let's say they don't know who, this is the name that came to mind, Tanache is, they then comment, ugh, revoke my gay card. Here's the thing, gay people. That is a joke from, I'm going to guess, season one of Will and Grace. You need to update that reference. Okay, number one. Two, you are not rad because you don't know something about pop culture. You're pretending to be self-deprecating, but what it really is is you're saying, 
I don't know that frivolous information that other gay people seem to care about. I'm above the fray. And it's not cool. Stop congratulating yourself and pretending it's a joke I need to hear. It's an old joke. Sean Hayes is very talented, though. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Lewis throwing the first brick at Stonewall. <laughs> uh, throwing the first gay card at Stonewall. <laughs> Kara, what is your keep it? My keep it is to the people who decided that they would build a replica of the Titanic, fill it with almost the same number of people, and then sail it down the same route the Titanic <laughs> took. And really- I think that's normal. Why, <laughs> why, why, why? Just why? I don't understand. I don't understand. Why would you do this? It's not funny. Frankly, it feels super kind of fucking rude Tasteless. to see many people who died on the Titanic. Why you have to do the same number of people, the same route? I mean, I don't know. I guess you could just call it the Titanic. If And even that doesn't seem necessary. I just don't understand why. I don't understand what what the point of this is, what anyone is going to get out of this, why anyone would want to do this, how we're going to end this. Like, great, it made it to the place, unlike those hundreds of other people who died. It, it, is this sponsored by Ryan Murphy? <laughs> <laughs> it does it feel sounds like, like a season of American just, Horror Story. People are, like, enamored of the glamour of Titanic, which is very strange. Also, for a bunch of people on the Titanic, it wasn't glamorous. They were down in, like, the underbelly, yeah. drowning. Like, it also just, it like, it really exemplifies, like, class issues. It just is... It's just weird. It's just super fucking weird. You're not Jack and Rose, bitch. Right, and who is going on this? And it... Also... I, it, if something happens to your ship, <laughs> <laughs> bitch, what if you die on the second Titanic? Right. Okay, that. How was... dumb do you look? <laughs> Honestly, well, all did... the clues were there. They, they did point out that they have the correct number of lifeboats and life. Oh my god! It's which just... is just so, which is so rude to the people that di- like. Right. <laughs> Fuck you guys. We've got enough boats for everyone this time because you all would have lived if only we like it's it's so weird. It's so well, weird. And I don't know what there is to gain from this. It's it's, it's <laughs> my eyes are shooting like 80 directions. I'm like on fire from the story. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> what, what gator we know is, is booking a gig performing on that cruise. <laughs> Also, like, another thing, and this is stupid, but, like, the Titanic now, like, they've made ships bigger than the Titanic. So you're not even, like, getting on anything. It's not like, oh, we're getting on, like, a really big, fancy cruise ship. Like, they've they've outdone it, and they've made ones that, no, I won't it's even not say. Even, won't even... It's not even half the size of Jeff Bezos' yacht. <laughs> hey, by the way, do you know what also exists? Museums. Can we just turn it into one of those? And there was. There was a yeah. great Titanic exhibit. Right. Remember, you got to touch the big wall of ice, and you're like, fuck, it was cold. That seemed <laughs> shitty. That seemed that seemed horrific just to have been watch. floating in that icy water. Just watch Titanic. Just watch Titanic. Don't they re-release it in theaters every fucking year? Right. It, unless Kathy Bates is on this boat in period garb, you got to right. knock it on that boat. Just watch the movie, guys. Also... I am pretty sure you do not get your insurance money if you die on the Titanic (laughs) 2. I would not pay that out. I wouldn't insure it. (laughs) (laughs) What do you got? What do you got? White people. (laughs) That's the other thing. I'm like, well, I work. That might be the whitest nonsense of the year. That has got to be. You know. Because you know everyone else is like, are these white people really about to get on that fucking boat again? Like, are they really, do they know what happened? They love hats that much. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know Uber wants to deliver burgers via drones, by the way? 
White people have been wild this week. <laughs> anyway, my keep it. This is this is like Young and the Restless. I keep returning to the soap opera saga of Gavin Newsom, oh. Donald Trump Jr., still happening? and Kimberly Galfoyle. Still? This half a... Two men who love slick pomade. <laughs> in Greenfield, Indiana, at a rally, <laughs> said, I've known the president for 15 years, and his son, well, I know him a little better. Ugh! Ugh! Gross! Ugh! I do not need to hear about Don Jr.'s dick. <laughs> stop! Stop! Also, this stop. woman does not need to talk like a dynasty character. Also, isn't he still married... Why is she at campaign rallies? Yeah. What is she bringing? Why is he still doing campaign rallies? Has this divorce gone through yet? I find this whole thing disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you really have lost the conservative moral high ground that they pretend that they're on when we're just cavorting around with your new woman while the ink isn't even drying your divorce yet. Why? Why was? And why are you talking about his dick at a rally? I'm also listen. I I, hate I, them. I recently I hate them. filled out my my ballot in California, oh. and I did vote for Gavin Newsom. So it's just a message to you, buddy, because I think you're probably <laughs> going to win. Can you be a little better than this once you're governor, please? Because I don't like this. I don't like any of this that's happening. I don't like being reminded that you thought this woman was a suitable partner for you. I don't like being reminded that this bitch was almost the first lady of California. I don't like it. So please now be a little better so we can forget that you're at all related to these people. Well, he cheated on her. So I don't, I don't, (laughs) allegedly. (laughs) So yeah. yeah, I thought it was, which is the one that cheated with his best friend's wife like his campaign manager's wife enough frankly it just (laughs) men should not be in charge we already know too much yes we know too much no more men (laughs) in charge of literally anything (sighs) yeah i voted for him too so come on bud be better be better than this it's not hard to be better than these people it's not hard to not uh, the girl standing up at the rally making gross ass like Donald Trump Jr. references. I know him a little better. Ooh, that's so oh, with, her, with like a Betty Boop glance, like money me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, him in those giant belt buckles you always see him in. Yeah. Like his polo tucked in and the belt buckle and like the jacket that's too big. Well, even and- those guys are doing French tucks. God, Queer Eye has changed things. <laughs> <laughs> he is so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Ed Grimley. <laughs> anyway. I call him a living high five left hanging. Just like, <laughs> put it there. And then like the other person's like, get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> we could make fun of Donald Trump Jr. all day, but we won't. <laughs> I got to say, too, I don't gun to my head if you put a picture of the two of the other one. Eric? Not sure that I could get it right. Right. No, they look like, like minor kinda, characters. And I like- kind of know, but... No. Right. No, they both look like they could be in like Glengarry Glenn Ross in the background. I don't know. But I also don't care. Yeah. Anyway, that's our show. We'll see you next week. Well, Lewis and I will see you next week. It's true. Kara won't be here. I won't be here for two weeks, guys. I'm sorry. They're both looking at me like I strangled their puppies. Um, Heart ta- heart-shaped tears streaming, yeah, streaming from my face. face. She's going to make TV. I'm going to make television. I'm going to go 
in do that Toronto, in Toronto. <laughs> which is a Toronto industry, by the way. Yes, yes. So I'm going to be in Toronto, so I will not be here to record, but I will be back because God knows they need me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you come back, Lewis might not even be here either. <laughs> It'll just be say. a full swap out. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's going to be like Jax or somebody. Just stop. <laughs> I can't wait till that's the spot. I can't wait to find out. I'll see you all in two weeks. Yeah. Peace out. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made In Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made In. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made In Cookware. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.